0: gentlemen, good morning and welcome back as we continue on the road to 80s Wrestling Con for its single digits, ladies and gentlemen. We are simply nine days away from one of the biggest gatherings of pro wrestling superstars to ever rock the East Coast. We're talking about the likes of Brett, the Hitman Hart, Demolition, Axe and Smash, Downtown Bruno, Magnum T.A., and the newly announced, the one and only, Sergeant Slaughter, will be in attendance. And it all takes place Saturday, May the 6th, at the Men in Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Tickets still available on 80swrestlingcon.com. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and you're listening to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. And we've got a tremendous show today, a very special guest former wwe world heavyweight champion wwe hall of famer and a real american hero sergeant slaughter will be joining us in just a moment and as always i'm standing at attention across from private first class tommy fiero tommy good morning brother what is going on not much man super excited to have sergeant slaughter on the podcast today Like you
1: said, nine days away from what might be our biggest convention ever here in New Jersey. And without any further ado, because I know the the phone lines are lighting up to talk to the Hall of Famer. Let's bring him on right now, Jay.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and stand at attention for the one and only Sergeant Slaughter. Good morning, sir. Thank you for joining us. Tommy, please tell me you're saluting when he says that. I went full salute. I, I got right
1: up off my seat immediately.
0: Listen, okay, Eddie.
2: Teddy, right. Tommy. Teddy. <laughs> Private Tommy. I heard the name of all those great superstars that are coming to the in Sports Arena in Morristown on May sixth. Who'd they ever beat? <laughs> Not you.
1: Not you, Sarge. <laughs>
0: Well, thank Fred you so much for taking... a
2: huge favor anyway. He wanted to quit, and I talked to him state <laughs> and he ended up being the, the greatest wrestler of all time. The best there ever is, the best there ever was, and the best there ever will be. I'm going to stand in line and get his autograph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, we have a lot of callers on the line right now that want to talk to the WWE Hall of Famer. If you want to call in and have an opportunity to share your favorite thoughts or memories of Sergeant Slaughter, give us a call, 516-595-8295. Again, 516-595-8295. Jumping J, get into the
0: uh, slam line. Let's get it rocking and rolling. All right. Up first on the slam line this morning is longtime friend of the show from Chico, California, Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. You are live with Sergeant Slaughter.
3: Good morning, Jumpin' Jay and Tommy and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I'm I'm thrilled that you uh, have been added to this show. Uh, there's you're at the top of the list of guys that I want to see. I'm going to be out there. A uh, couple days before to have a luncheon with uh, Tommy and Jay and other friends of 80s Wrestling the podcast, but I'll be there May 6th in person to uh, to finally get to meet you. Uh, thanks I'm, for thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm hey, really uh, looking
2: forward to it because you and I are uh, pals on social media, and I uh, missed you out there uh, somewhere. You were uh, I was someplace and you weren't able to to be there. And, uh, you told me you're coming to, uh, New Jersey and I'm just thrilled to finally get to meet you.
3: Oh, same here. Thanks so much. Um, I've got, there's another guy on here that, uh, is going to be really kind and, uh, giving me some rides around New Jersey, taking me to the show and taking me to the lunch in Toto with Tom. And he's, uh, he's training somebody at work today, but he's, he texted me so I could ask you a question and, uh before i do that i just i also want to thank you so much for being part of our of my childhood and everybody else's childhood i was a big i was really big into gi joe's before i got into wrestling and uh and you were a major part of the the cartoons that i watched and the action figures that i enjoyed having and uh i'm just so glad that you became a part of that franchise and the flag carrier for that franchise um it it was a, a big deal to little kids of the 80s like me. So I just want to thank you for that, and thank you for all the contributions you did for uh, professional wrestling as well.
2: Well, thank you very much. You know, uh, it was a real honor to be uh, selected as the first living GI Joe in in their uh, history. And uh, I didn't know what it meant at that time, but I sure know what it means now when I speak to uh, gentlemen like you who grew up with, with that and found a hero, and uh, I'm just glad that uh, I was a a hero to you, and I can't tell you how uh, great it is to be back. Uh, I got re-enlisted with G.I. Joe last year, and we have a lot of things coming up, and I'm I'm super excited about it, a lot of things I can't disclose yet, but, man, it's it's just uh, great, and to hear uh, uh, people come up to me at, at the shows or in stores or at the gas station and say, you were my hero. Uh, I joined the military because of you. Uh, I, I had a hard time in school, but watching you and listening to you and hearing you, uh, my life is a whole lot better. There's nothing that uh, makes you feel better than something like that.
3: Excellent. The uh, the question I had from uh, Toto and Tom um, I know that uh, the day after Hulk Hogan won his title, uh, that was the the very next night in Allentown. That was the night that you crossed paths with the Iron Sheik before two matches, and that second time you guys crossed paths, uh, it, it heated up, and you basically became a babyface for the first time in WWF and led the crowd and the Pledge of Allegiance, um, Toto Atom wanted to know if that was something that Vince Sr. told you to go out there and do that where it would organically happen, or if it was something that uh, uh, that you and, and Sheik knew was going to happen beforehand, um, and, and I would like to know about that same event, what it was like being cheered by the fans uh, after being such a, uh, a hated heel up to that point.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I was on my second tour of duty. I, uh, I was in the, the WWWF uh, when Victor Mann's uh, father dropped me in in 1979. And uh, he wished for me to uh, to leave. He didn't want me to be there that long, my first uh, tour of duty. So uh, he arranged for me to go down to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And that was magical also. Uh winning the uh, United States, uh, NWA United States Heavyweight Championship twice, and then uh, it was time to uh, to come back. Uh, and so uh, the first night in Allentown, uh, as you know, Allentown and, and Harrisburg, we used to do three tapings, and they would air them, and then three weeks later, we'd come back and do three more. Well, the uh, first night, of course, everybody uh, remembered me as being the villain, so... They, they hated me even more. But uh, when I went out to a dinner with Vince Senior and uh, Vince uh, Junior, we called him Junior back then, Vinny, <laughs> Sorry, Junior. Uh, and uh, we got to talking, and, and uh, Mr. McMahon uh, Senior uh, always called me Sergeant, never called me Bob or Sergeant Slaughter, he just called me Sergeant. He said, Sergeant, it's so great to have you back. You're the greatest villain of all time. And was just patting me on the back and and making me feel like uh, the best person in the world. And I said, well, Mr. McMahon, if you think I'm such a great villain, you ought to see me as a hero. And he goes, a hero? What are you talking about? So I started laying out the, the idea. I said, well, you got the iron sheet from Iran at the hostage situation, the killing of the of the Marines at the embassy, uh, you know, the Black hawks going down. I, I went through the whole thing, and he's, like, kind of memorized. Uh, and I said, why don't you let Sergeant Slaughter declare war on the Iron Sheik, and, and we'll just go to town. And he's, like, shaking his head. He's almost like, you know, uh, I almost had him hypnotized. And all of a sudden, it snapped out of me, Goes, oh, no, 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 Sergeant. You can't do that. You could never be uh, a, you could be, he said, you could be a uh, hero, but it would only last for so long, and you want to stay as a villain, because you're the greatest villain of all time. And I said, okay. Well, I look over his shoulder, and his son, who's taking over the company, is giving me the thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. His, uh dad turns around and said, Vinny, don't you turn the sergeant into a, into a hero. Don't do it. Don't do it. So they, he's okay, pop. Let's go. So that next Allentown TV, uh, I do the first, uh, match, uh, same thing, people booing and howling and screaming, not liking me. And, uh, the, uh, just before we start the third hour, I think Jared Sheikh did a, a, a promo the second hour. I wasn't even scheduled for the third hour. And uh, here comes Vinny. Vinny comes into the dressing room. Sarge, are you ready? And I said, ready? I'm born ready. Vinny, what do you mean? He said, let's do it. I said, do what? He said, what you told my dad about a couple weeks ago. I said, you mean you want me to do To be the hero? He goes, yeah. I said, when? He said, right now. He said, I'm not going to tell Fred Blassie. I'm not going to tell the Iron Sheik. I'm not going to tell anybody. Just you, me, and the truck are going to know about this. Kevin Dunn's father, uh, Dennis, was the uh, main guy in the truck at that time. I said, okay. He said, when your music, uh, when you feel the time is right, you go out there and give me your best general patent promo. Now, back then, we didn't have scripts. We did everything ad-lib, and uh, that's what made it so much more fun, you know? I, I don't think I could be in this business today, because I can't memorize my name, much less a script, you know? Uh, and so we did it. Oh, That's, that's what happened, uh, what you just uh, talked about. I went out there, I challenged him, I declared war on him, and then I didn't know what else to do and i said there's one thing that i've done since i was a little boy in school and the cub scouts and the and the uh boy scouts and uh and the marine corps and i put my hand on my heart and i started doing the pledge of allegiance well that whole place went crazy they got up on their chairs and they're lighting their lighters and they're doing the pledge of allegiance with me it changed the face not only of the wwf back then it changed the the face of professional wrestling, and it all of a sudden became something different. We had uh, people from Japan and Germany and Australia and all over the United States and Canada, you know, sending uh, the next week that I came in to do uh, do TV. The, the following uh, three weeks, when I came in, the uh, guy that runs the, uh, the the building there said hey those those are over there are for you i said what there was eight huge bags of mail from mm. people fans that within three weeks sent all this mail to me i mean there was uh campaign covers there were utility caps there were pictures there was money please send my mother uh, a picture please uh Signed, my father. He was in Vietnam. Uh, my uncle was World War II and the Korean War. Would you please sign his hat? And I mean, it, it took me almost a month uh, month to go through the, the those eight sacks of mail. But I got them. I did them all. And uh, it just it, it escalated. Uh, Vince McMahon came to me and he said, "There's nobody that has ever ever been more popular." than you. He said, you're even bigger than Hulk Hogan. He said, so I, I want you to, to continue doing what you're doing. And uh, that's where it all all began except for uh, one little thing. Hasbro liked it. <laughs> and they called <laughs> yes. and wanted me to become their first living G.I. Joe, and that uh, became a real problem between me and Vince McMahon.
3: Wow, that's such a great story. And you you. You people of your generation, where you guys were such great storytellers, um, and that also is the genesis of, uh, of your connection with the fans and how the way you interact with people on Twitter. It's just like with those uh, those letters. You're uh, a beacon of uh, of goodness and kindness on uh, on Twitter to all your followers. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, the other question before t- other, everybody tell you else.
2: how many flags. I can't tell you how many flags that. The size, different sizes, and that I received over the years since that day, since that night, I should say, it was element of surprise. That's the that's the thing that works the best in the in our business, the sports entertainment. They call it now. I still call it pro wrestling, but the element of surprise, because not even the Iron Sheik knew, or Fred wow. Lassie, they didn't even know it was going to happen. That's what made it so successful, is because. I remember looking at the monitor before I went out, and my music was playing, and I could read their lips. And they went, wrong music. It's the wrong music. <laughs> they didn't know. You know they, they hear the Marine Corps him, and he's from Iran. so he, mm-hmm. They thought the, the truck had put the wrong music up, but here I come. And I could see the the look on Fred Blassie's face because he he's a season pro, he knew what was going on. The Iron Sheik was lost. He didn't know he didn't know anything was going on. <laughs> but that's what made it so great was the element of surprise.
3: We don't wow, have that such experience.
2: a every everybody such looks a great the story. Same. they all got they all got hair, long greasy hair, tattoos. Now, I don't have anything against <laughs> any of that, but they all look the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks the same, and it, and everybody's jumping in on everybody's mats. There's never any outcome without a, a one-two. It just it's lost. It's a lost art. One other quick
3: question before everybody a lost art. before before everybody else gets on here. I one other quick question. Was I know your your daughter just had a birthday. Happy birthday to her. I was wondering. How many kids you had, and if they had your different action figures over the years, your GI Joes, your mail-in uh, Hasbro that was like the LJN, the the, uh, the the little Hasbro's from WWF instead of just the GI Joes, were were your sergeant figure action figures part of your own kids' childhood uh, growing up?
2: Uh, I have I have two daughters, uh, Nicole and uh, Kelly, who is slaughter daughter, and she just. Uh, uh messaged me last night, Hey Dad, I see they're having the kids of the eighties. How come I'm not invited? I said, Well I'll have to talk to Tommy about that. I said, Look, well, if, if anybody should be there, it should be you. But anyway, uh yeah, uh my daughter Kelly, uh slaughter daughter, she was a huge, huge fan. She fought uh tooth and nail every time that she especially when I was the Iraqi sympathizer that Vince uh, tried to get me killed with. Uh, and, and so I'd have to go up to the schools and, and say, you know, I, I'm not really an Iraqi sympathizer. I, I'm a head of the Boy Scout troop over here, and I, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm, uh, that's what I do for a living. And uh, if, if you don't quit bothering my daughter, she's going to kick your ass. <laughs> so so uh, I, I'm just saying this for you guys. I'm not protecting her. I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> but yes uh I have uh, two daughters, four grandchildren, and uh my third grandchild is a is a boy he's uh, eleven his name is Rudy named after my father and uh they all have uh gotten action figures over the years and, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that uh someday uh because I had a uh, flood, a friend of mine was storing all of my uh figures and and memorabilia over the years, and and a lot of it got ruined. So, they they have theirs, and uh, that's all that matters. So, uh, yeah, they're they're all big fans. I took my grandson to see GI Joe the movie at a theater uh, about a, a oh, I guess about six eight months ago. They put it out the theater when I was coming out, coming back to, uh, to GI Joe, and uh, he took his friend and, and my daughter Kelly uh, went. And we're in the theater, and I I waited till everybody got in and and the uh, movie started, and I kind of snuck in so nobody would see me and uh, sat there and watched the movie. And finally, about a half hour into the movie, my grandson tapped me on the shoulder. He said, Grandpa, are you really in this movie? (laughs) Because it takes about a half hour for me to to be introduced uh, when I finally uh, uh, get uh, Falcon. I uh, meet Falcon for the first time, Lieutenant Falcon. So that was kind of funny. But, uh, of course, leaving wasn't so easy. We uh, we did a lot of uh, pictures and autographs. But that's what it's all about. I, I love it. I love doing it. And I'm looking really forward to coming back to uh, Morristown and the Menon men Arena uh, on the 6th uh, uh, because I, I almost bought a house uh, in uh, Morristown. Actually, I almost bought two houses in Morristown. And my wife wasn't quite sure if she wanted those houses. And then we found a beautiful home in Chester, New Jersey. And I loved that area because there was a turkey house there. Now, I don't know if it's still there or not, but I said, I love turkey. That's the perfect place for me to live. And Tito Santana didn't live too far from there. But we ended up uh, not buying there. We ended up in Connecticut. So, uh, but it's a it's a very uh, great uh fun place for me to, to go back to, and I'm really looking forward to it. But only, we are, unfortunately, I'm only going to be there from 11 to 3, so I hope everybody uh, comes in, and uh, gets their tickets early because uh, with Bret Hart being there, it's going to be a, a, a really, really uh, fun time. Hey uh sorry just Tommy real quick I, I believe
1: that you've actually wrestled at the at the Men's Sports Arena in the past for I, I know AWA used to do some stuff back in the day there. I Believe that you were there? I have. I have. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to
2: it. Great. Excellent. It's just w- like Jay, you know you, when you walk line? into uh, when you walk into places like uh Madison Square Garden locker rooms or the old Boston Garden and uh the old LA uh arenas and things like that. And you, you sit there and you think about all the great celebrities and sports stars that ever sat right where you were sitting. I mean, it's, it's uh quite an honor to, to be uh, in those buildings. And I'm going to do the same thing when I come to men in sports arena, I'm going to go in that locker room and remember, you know, that I, I was there and uh, had great times and, and uh, great crowds and, you know, Morristown and that area of New Jersey—they're sports fans, and not only sports fans,
3: they love
2: wrestling. And if you give them what they want to see, they're going to come back every time. But you just got to give them what they want, and they—you know—they—they they know what's going on. Just entertain them.
0: That's right, and right now what wrestling fans want, Sarge, is to talk to you. The call lines is lighting up, so we're going to go to our next caller. He's another proud American. He's a firefighter for a living. It's Firefighter Brian. Good morning, sir. You are live with Sergeant Slaughter. Good
4: morning, gentlemen. How are you?
0: Thank you for your service. Thank you for your
4: service. I appreciate it, Sarge. I uh coming from somebody like you. I appreciate it. And it's uh you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to to uh, of meeting you a couple times and for those who Thank haven't you. met Sarge, you're on uh you're in for a good time. Sarge is always a good guy to ask questions and talk to and I'll just uh, tell you guys quick uh, first time I met Sarge, I at the end I said, "Hey Sarge, can you uh call me a maggot?" And he said, "Sure, maggot. So, so, uh, what? Well, you're a mag. You're still a maggot." <laughs>
2: so,
4: yep. but my yep. wife will attest to that. Um, so, <laughs> and, and I think she's coming. I think she's coming with me on the sixth. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure she'll have a blast uh, teaming up with you, calling me all sorts of stuff. So uh, well, I'm going to give her the slaughter
2: hug. That's for sure. And I'm giving you oh. the the. Uh, cobra
4: clutch <laughs> and, and she will take pictures of you doing that uh, i will uh, gladly I let so. you hug my wife sarge so. uh, absolutely and uh, uh hey, hey, hey guys let me just ask you with the exception of with the possible exception of hogan is there a more recognizable wrestler in the history of the business than sergeant slaughter recognizable mm. Well, yes. that's well
2: it's hard to hide this
4: face, okay? <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Dodge. nobody is more shocked than me that I'm married. I'll be the first to tell you I have the per- perfect face <laughs> for radio, which is exactly where this face is right now, on radio. So uh, yeah. if, this was te- yeah. te- if this was televised, the-, the guys wouldn't let me on. Let me type me bad for radio.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I so, have uh, the face only a mother could love. When I was oh. born, when I was born, the doctor came in and he looked at me. Instead of slapping me on the ass, he hit my mother and father right in the face. <laughs> he, him. Yeah. he said, "What? What? Holy. He said, what are you guys trying to do here?'" <laughs> but uh, back to uh, meeting people. Yes, I uh, I really really enjoy meeting uh, not only my fans but uh, new fans. Uh, because of because of the wrestling and the GI Joe and all the other tugs of war I've had with Bigfoot and all the stories that we talk about and I treat the last person in line as well as I treat the first person in line. If anybody's right. gonna stand in line for three hours to meet me, Sergeant Slaughter, they're gonna they're gonna get what they stood in line for. I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna uh Find a piece of paper or a picture, not even look up at them and say hello. I mean, I see it all the time, and I just don't know how these guys get away with it. I see people bring uh, sometimes they bring uh, flags or uh, turnbuckles and, and wrestling rings with everybody's autographs on it, and I go, "Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" I, I don't recognize. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. I, I don't. Can't you give somebody that? Pays their hard-earned money and and loves you and, and you 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 know entertain them. You can't give them a minute of your time. I don't understand it. And it's it's a it's a different uh, business today. And I just don't. Uh, Arnold Palmer. I did a, a celebrity golf tournament one time in North Carolina. And uh, we had to go out and sign autographs. And he comes over to me and says, hey, Sarge, I'm a huge fan of yours. He said, make sure that when you sign an autograph that they can read it. He said, because in 50 years from now, somebody will see that and go, well, well, who's that? Who's that? Mm. You know, if they can't read it, you know. And so I think that's a pretty good lesson. That's a pretty good lesson. So when I do an autograph, I, I sign it so you can at least know what it is or who it is but I, I you know get and, I, and, and uh, yes. I can't wait for you to uh to come on the on the sixth and uh uh i'm gonna be saluting you because uh, of what you do for a living and uh I just hope your your wife uh doesn't uh you know make you do any push ups while you're there.
4: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I mean, I've doing a lot worse, Sarge. And, uh, you know, yeah, you've had a, an incredible career. And I can attest that Sarge has one of the better signatures in the business. I mean, yeah, he makes it sure that you know it's his signature. And uh, what I yeah. wanted to ask you, you know, um, it's, it's uh, kind of coincidental, you know. Uh, last week I asked the guys what they think is missing the most in today's product and what i think is missing the most and, and you've touched on this the past few minutes sarge and that is what what i think is missing is that the line i agree with you 100 percent, sarge it, everything is all scripted and it just sounds so fake okay yeah. whereas when you guys from the heart you were ad-libbing you were writing your own material it sounded more real and another yeah. thing that I think is missing right now is that the line between faces and heels is blurrier than ever. This, I can't say yeah. how many matches. I mean, I'm like, who's the
2: face? Who's the heel? Yeah. Who you cheer I mean, for? When, That's what you come uh, for. Who do you, you cheer come for? Cheer, uh, you come, you, you you come to cheer or you come to boo. That's what you do. What? And, and you want to hey, be entertained. Hey, but you don't know who to cheer for or who to boo for.
4: I mean, look at NXT. You got Carmelo Hayes against Grayson Waller. Waller's the heel, but Hayes doesn't act like a face. So, it's, no. I mean, no. Austin, I granted, Austin didn't act like your stereotypical baby face either, but you knew he was the face. You knew he was the guy you were supposed to cheer for. They don't, and, and you on the, and your days on the other hand, especially you, Sarge, you you were one of those heels that, like like Fred Blassie, you know I've been I've been stabbed, I've had everything thrown at me from rocks to batteries to urine. I've had my car sman- trashed in every way you could think of, and you know what? I loved it because it meant I was doing my job. You don't exactly. see that kind right. of. People anymore, that kind of heel that embraces the hatred, the closest there is to it right now is MJF. MJF is a fantastic heel. But you don't see that anymore. What you, I want to ask you, Sarge, you've been in the business for how long? Have you been in, in it for 50 yet?
2: Oh, yes, 50 years. That started okay. in 1972.
4: Oh, wow. Okay, so over 50. All right. So you've been oh. in it a very long time. Uh, what do you right. think is missing the most and if you could change anything, what do you think you would change
2: uh the storytelling it just uh we we were always trained that if you throw somebody out of the ring you don't beat he doesn't beat you back into the ring <laughs> you know he 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 you throw him outside the ring and you beat the hell out of him out there there's no way for him to to possibly get back in the ring before you do. That doesn't make any sense it yeah, you know, as far as telling a story if if I took uh Red Hart and threw him on the floor and I went out and beat him up a little bit, threw him into a steps or whatever I had to do, I would crawl back in the ring and, and make him do the ten count. You know that's the reason I did it. All they do is they dive through the ropes to make it look like they're uh some rocket ship uh and they go out and the next thing you know. The the guy that they uh, pumpled is back in the ring before they are. It doesn't make. I just don't. I just. Uh, it's just all mangled. It's a mangled mess. Yeah. You know. Uh, did you mention the guy M J F? Is that his name? He yeah, was well, a Maxwell Jacob was Friedman.
4: At. They call him M J F. He's an
2: AEW. Yeah. I love. I love his promos. I love his uh, work. And But I was in, in Providence, Rhode Island, doing a uh, Comic-Con there, and he was across from me, and he had a, a, a line. And every time the line got down to two or three people, he would leave because he wanted to build the line back up. And then he was so rude to to his fans. I mean, that's one thing to be rude in the ring and on the microphone. That's your job. But not when you're signing autographs. For for people that uh, come to spend money and want to beat you, and finally I I went off I went off to the green room and I came back through a curtain right behind him, and I stopped and I said uh, I had to put you in the Cobra clutch and he looked at me, <laughs> and I said my name's Sergeant Slaughter he says I know who you are I said well why don't you get out of fucking oh excuse me why don't you get out of character, and treat your fans and me with some respect. And I walked away and finally he came over and he said, I'm sorry. I, I, I think I got to be a character all the time. I said, that's fine, but you're talking to me. Right. I, yeah. I've been in this business. I've been in this business 50 years. I, you know, I, I paved the golden road for you, the, the yellow brick road. Don't, don't treat me like that. I mean, if you want to be in character, do it, you know, on television, don't do it here. Or at airports and things like that. What, what's wrong with you? You know, but uh, that—that's his—that's his way. That's the way today. You know, and I don't understand. Uh, I, I, you know, Vince McMahon would not put up with that. Uh, Hunter would not put up with that. Uh, if his uh, uh, guys, uh, uh, ladies, and gentlemen treated their fans like they would be fired, <laughs> out, out. I mean, what they do on television—that's their job. But once you get out of the, off that television, you got to get out of character. But uh, I, I love the guy. I love I love his promos. I love his work. Uh, Chris Jericho, prime example. Great babyface, great heel. Whatever they want, whatever he has to do. But he's the best guy. I mean, in the world, when he's off camera, even when he's on camera, he's 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 a, a gentleman. Just a great guy. Always comes up, Hey Sarge, how you doing? I said, Am I on the list? He said, You've been on the <laughs> list for years and you're an honorary member <laughs> You know. That's the kind of thing you want want to hear from, from guys that you've helped pave the road for. I did well, it t- I did it for those who paved the road for me. Well
3: I, I would tell you Sarge Harley listen
2: Race and Pat, Pat Patterson. Harley raised Pat Patterson I wouldn't be talking to you right now. They helped me so much
0: to get to where I am. Well, listening to you talk about it, it's no wonder that you've lasted as long as you have and that the fans are still craving to talk to you and get a little piece of the Sergeant Slaughter for themselves. We're going to jump into another call. This is a longtime friend of the show, someone who will be at 80s Wrestling Con 4, and I'm sure he's looking forward to meeting you. His name is Danny, and he's from Butler, New Jersey. Danny, good morning. You are live with Sergeant Slaughter.
5: Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, Sarge, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, You know, definitely uh looking forward uh definitely an honor to to speak with a, a legend like you uh Sarge I know uh, I had a, the honor of meeting you uh back uh in one of Tommy's uh I think when Tommy brought back his uh promotion back I think it was uh, memorial I mean Labor Day weekend of 21 I got to meet you my my oldest son got to meet you uh I uh, you know you, you signed autographs you were t- a total gentleman and you were you know I had the pleasure of beating uh put into a, a cobra clutch by you and i have that picture one of you know what probably one of the <laughs> most uh one of the most memorable moments the best forty dollars i ever spent to to get that uh that memory that that'll last forever um um you know like uh brian from a uh, baby brian said you know you're such a big part of a lot of our childhood you know i was big into the the gi joes and all that stuff and uh definitely um you know, watching your second run in the WWF. You talk about, you know, getting a a, a little kid's heartbroken when you came back as uh, the Iraqi sympathizer. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, you know, a couple of questions. You know, I know there's other callers that want to talk to you. I'm gonna, I want to make sure that they get in. Um, when you were uh, approached, uh, whoever it was, whether it was McMahon or who not, you know, to come back. You know, you. Uh, I remember watching you on uh, WWE uh, Lost Treasures, and you know you thought that you were gonna you were gonna come back as a babyface, and uh, and thought Hogan was gonna be healed, and you know when you were uh, told that you were gonna be healed, especially with you know the climate during the time with the Gulf War, um, how long did it take? You know, did you dig dig into it right away? Did it take you some time to actually you know accept that? You know, how long you know did you you know jump into it right away and accept it or did it, Did you let it have to marinate for some time, given you know your image and you know what you thought, you know what people thought of you as the American hero? How long did it really take you to accept the fact that you were gonna be um, the villain? And um, the second question, and the last one before I let everybody else go in, um, when you won the title from the Warrior at the Rumble in '91, um, you know we all know the history, you know, you know of you know, how a warrior was, you know, got rest his soul. I'm glad that he uh, buried the hatchet with a lot of people before he left. You know, was he accepting of the fact that you were going to, when you had to drop it to you, did he, you know, push back and give resistance? I just want to know, you know, what you remember. And, um, you know, also when you t- teamed up with the Triangle Terror, SummerSlam 91, I happened to be in the building for that. You know, you talk about you being uh, teamed up with Iron. You know, you talk about some heat. You know, that was, you know, the perfect, uh, you know, the match made in hell. You know, that was that was just an awesome storytelling. Like you said, it's the lack of storytelling right now that is really lacking in the the business right now. And you talk about going out on the limb and having some stone, you know, stone balls to go out and do what McMahon did, what you guys, what, especially you, you know, being in the, you know, the death theft threats that you got, you know, having to hear your daughter at school being, you know, being harassed. You know, it, it took, I'm sure it took a lot. Of, of, you know, it took a lot of patience from your family to have to deal with that. And I give you, you know, for what you did, for what you've done for this country, what you've done for the business, I got to give my, my total respect to you. Um, I'm going to, you know, let you talk and let everybody else get their, uh, the words in. Thanks.
2: Hey, thanks for the, uh, the, uh, questions. Uh, first off I was, uh, pretty, uh, teed off with the WW, uh, F at that time. And Vince McMahon and I went around and around. We sued each other. Uh, I can't disclose everything, but uh, uh, because of the the G.I. Joe, brought G.I. Joe to him uh, because they approached me and I thought this would be a great tag team, Sergeant Slaughter the wrestler and and Sergeant Slaughter the G.I. Joe. And he was very receptive and, and happy that I went out and did that. But he said, "I'm sorry, I just signed with L.J.N. That would be a conflict of interest if you were with Hasbro and and with the WWF. And I said, "Well, can't we work something out?" "Well, pal, no, I can't. I can't do it." So that's what started the the problem between uh, myself and the uh, McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon, and the WWF. And so I finally decided uh, it, it's time to to. Make a move, because Hasbro wanted a, an answer. So I was at the dinner table with my wife and my children, and I said, I don't know what to do. i got a big problem. My wife said, what's the problem? I said, well, Vince wants me to stay, because WrestleMania is going to go. He wants me and Hulk Hogan to go against Roddy Piper and uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndor. Uh, but G.I. Joe wants me to come. He said, well, it's a pretty uh, easy uh answer. And I said, it is? She said, yeah, you can always be a wrestler. You can't always be the first living GI Joe. And I said, that's why you get the big bucks, honey. So I called Vince and of course that phone call caused all kinds of problems. And uh, so I finally left and uh, he was, you know, really upset with that. And I was upset with him for what he tried to do to me. So, you know, uh, I just quit watching the WWF, They wouldn't let me uh, do anything. So I thought, I'm not even going to watch the show. So I missed the first six Wrestlemania. So finally, my contract's over with G.I. Joe. I'm at a hotel. I think it was in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, uh, Wrestlemania 6 was going to come on from Toronto. So I went uh, down to the front desk. I said, is there a way I can watch the pay-per-view? And she said, yeah, dial this number and they'll take your credit card. So I uh, go have dinner. I come up, and a match before uh, the main event, Hogan and Warrior was to, was to go. I started watching. I could not believe the uh, production. I hadn't watched the show in six years. When I left, there's probably six cameras at the most, maybe maybe four or five. All of a sudden, I see this production, and it looks like there's a million people there. And it, it was all over the place. They must have had 20 cameras. And so I sat down uh, and watched the match. And I grabbed a uh, pencil and uh, paper out of the uh, hotel uh, my drawer, uh, my room drawer. And I, I wrote a, a little note to Vince. I said, Dear Vince, I just got done watching uh, WrestleMania 6. And I just want to tell you that is the greatest production. Of anything I've ever seen, Hollywood would be proud to to show that, and uh, uh, this and that. And finally, I said, uh, uh, and I signed, "Sarge, S- sincerely, Sergeant Slaughter, you're still a maggot." And then at the end, I put P.S. Uh, the math between Warrior and Hogan, P.U. I put large letters, P.U. <laughs> So about, uh, two weeks later, I sent it off to him. two weeks later, I'm sitting watching a NASCAR race Sunday afternoon, The phone rings. Hello? Stars. Yes. Vince. Hey Vince. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? I got your, I got your note. Very, uh, very nice of you to say that about our production. I, uh, I've been working hard on it. Kevin Dunn and I have been working very hard on it. And I said, well, you're, you've done a pretty damn good job. He said, well, thank you very much. I appreciate your feedback. And you're right. That match did stink. Are you ready to go back to work? And I said, yeah. He said, well, meet me at my house uh, uh, Monday morning, next, tomorrow morning. So I said, okay. So I tell my, you know, another dinner with my family. I'm going to see Vincent Mann. Oh, good, great! I bet he's going to take GI Joe, Sergeant Slaughter, the real American hero, and make him the real, real, real American hero. And they all call, "Yay, Daddy!" Yay, and, and whatever. And uh, so off I go. I get to Vince's house. Uh, it was like we hadn't uh, seen each other. It's like we was yesterday. We, I. I get out of my car, he greets me, gives me a hug, brings me in. We have a cup of coffee, he takes me into his library. Here's what I got in mind. WrestleMania 7, L.A. Coliseum. I want you and Hogan to sell this baby out, 104,000 people. And I'm hearing all this blah, blah, blah. I'm going to break the record of Detroit, and I want you and Hogan to do it. I said, oh, great. How are you going to make Hogan the, uh, the villain? He goes, Hogan, you know, I want you to be the villain. I'm G.I. Joe. <laughs> he said, well, here's what I got by. So he started laying out this Iraqi sympathizer thing. And I'm listening and I'm listening. And, of course, being a villain is my favorite anyway. And I'm listening and I'm, and I'm like, smiling in my heart that this is going to happen. And uh, so he said, what do you think? I said, well, I, I I like it. He said, why don't you go talk to your uh, family about it because it could be a little dangerous. And I said, well, okay, uh, I'll go talk to him. So I come uh, have dinner that night, and, uh, well, what did Vince have to say? You're going to be the the new American hero in the WWF? And I said, no. What? What? He couldn't work it out? He said, no, I'm going to be an Iraqi sympathizer. And my wife, her mouth dropped open. Food fell out of her mouth. She said, what? You can't be a, a Iraqi sympathizer. You're G.I. Joe. And I said, well, that's what he wants. She said, you're out of your mind. And she said, you're going to get killed. And I said, well, that's that's what he wants. She said, well, you've always uh, been in charge of your character. You do what you think you got to do, but don't tell me I didn't tell you so. So, of course, (laughs) off to the races we went. And as we talked earlier, we had lived all that stuff. It was up to me to to do what I had to do to get people to dislike me. Number one, being a ratchet sympathizer helped a lot. You know, it, it didn't take much to, but people at first couldn't quite understand what he he doing. You know, we want to cheer for him, but we don't want to hate him. We don't want to boo him. So Vince said, "You just do whatever you have to do, because you know if you get too far over the edge, I'll pull you back. I'll pull you back." And uh, I said, "Okay, but yeah, you're." Off we go with the races. I mean, I could talk for hours about the things that we did to stir up some nuclear heat is what they call it, nuclear heat. Mm. And and so that's how that that got created. It wasn't my idea. I didn't wanna I wanted to come back and, and be the all American hero. But anyway, uh it got down to where uh I finally the war started and people were losing their lives. So I went to Vince and I said, I think we better get out of this. He said, okay, yeah. uh, why don't you go ask for your country back? Well, that, that wasn't just so easy to do. So I went all over the, the uh, monuments, all over the United States and did promos asking for my country back, but they still weren't buying it. till I went to uh, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, I believe it was, and I went they, Vince told me to go out and do a promo with Gene uh, Oakland and get your country back. I said, okay. So I go out there, and it was hotter than than ever. You know, people just didn't like me. So I finally grabbed the microphone, Gene, and I started singing God Bless America <laughs> in the Sergeant Slaughter voice, and I actually started tearing up. Well, mm-hmm. those people, just like in Allentown, stood on their chairs, lit their lighters, and sang, God bless America with me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it took. And that's how you did it. It just ad-libbed. Well, nobody wrote that. I, it just changed my mind when I was out there. And so I get back and Vince is like shaking his head. He said, I can't believe what you just did. He said, I couldn't believe it when you did it in Malatown with the Aaron Sheik. And now I'm in disbelief again that you actually got those people back Uh, back on your side. He said, here's an idea. You and Hapsaw are going out for a tag match with the Nasty Boys. How about if you turn against we and start it all over again? (laughs) That's the kind of mind this has. That's his his match. That's the kind of – he's the heel at art. I said, okay. He goes, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, anyway, that's how that all – uh erupted as far as the uh the ultimate warrior he was a, a rough uh case to work with sometimes i would go we'd do double shots on a, a saturday and a sunday and uh i get uh i remember i was in washington dc and uh the night show was in hershey pennsylvania so i get there and Strongbow, who was running the show comes up to me and said hey hey kid i don't uh hey sergeant uh I don't think uh, you're going to be wrestling uh, the Warrior tonight. I said, why? He said, oh, he's mad at Vince. He doesn't want to wrestle. I said, where is he? Well, he's in the locker room. So I, I go out the back door of, of our locker room, walk all around the building, and find, find where the uh, other locker room is, and I bang on the door for quite a while. Finally, somebody opens up the door. I walk in. I see Warrior sitting on the uh, bench, not even dressed. I said, hey, can I have a word with you? And he goes, yeah, sure. He said, uh, thanks for the match today. You did uh, you took good care of me. I said, yeah, good. Well, come on here. I want to talk to you about something. I said, what's this? You're not going to wrestle tonight. He said, ah, Vince is doing this. Vince is doing that. Well, I don't care what Vince and you are doing, but if you don't wrestle, I'm not wrestling. You know what that means? That means I don't get paid. The kind of money that I'm here for, and my my family, they don't get to eat as, as well as they should, and that's because of you," he said. "Why? Well, I, I, this doesn't involve you." I said. "Yeah, yeah, it does involve me." I said. "Here's your choice: I can kick your ass right now, and mm. and uh, be satisfied, and tell my my wife and children, hey, well, I'll make it up to you, or you can go out there and wrestle me tonight, and we can be, you know, have have everything be hockey dork. He says, well, I, uh, I didn't want to get you involved in it, but, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, and that's the kind of temperament he had because he was, mm-hmm. you know, on the steroids and all the other crap that
4: those guys were on back then.
2: And he it was temperamental. He never knew what you were going to get. So when it came down to, you know, uh, SummerSlam, uh, or the, uh, the match in uh, Miami, I didn't know Macho <clears throat> Man was coming out. We were still back at ad- living back then. Uh, I had to take uh, Macho Man's Place because Warrior broke his uh, his hand, and he had, had to have a cast. And so they gave me Sensational Sherry to start with. And then finally I talked him into letting me take uh, General Adnan. So uh, I'm we're in the match, and we've we got uh, things all figured out. And the next thing I know, I'm – uh, overdoing something, and I hear this whack, and this horrible voice, and I look over, and Warriors laying on the second rope, and I go, what the heck's going on? And I see Macho Man running out of the arena with Sensational Sherry. So I go to pull him in. I figure we'll, we'll continue the match. I go to pull him in, and he's dead weight. He's knocked out. Mm-hmm. So I pull him in, and he's laying there, and there's not much I can do when when he's knocked out. And I said, well, I'm not just going to cover him. I'm going to throw an elbow on him. I'm not going to let like Macho Man <laughs> take, all the, take all the glory and all, get all the heat. So I drop an elbow on him, and I figure he's going to kick out. I'm the new champion. I was as surprised as anybody. And Vince McMahon comes back to me and goes, what the hell happened? I said, you sent Macho out to him, didn't he? He goes, yeah, but I didn't tell him to knock him out. He said, so... I said, well, I guess I'm the new champion. So they're, we're off to the races. Hogan and I, Hogan ends up winning the uh, Royal Rumble. So Tim and I at WrestleMania. So we're at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning doing all these promos and, and uh, photos for the WrestleMania, uh, you know, everything that had to be done. And Hogan was mad because a warrior brought the purple belt. He didn't bring the black belt. He had like mm. four or five different colored belts. We had to do these promo pictures with a purple belt, and Hogan was so mad. Where's the black belt? Where's the black belt? Like, man, where's the black belt? He said he didn't bring the black belt. Just take the damn pictures. He said hmm. that's history. He's got the the purple belt. I mean, we were all mad living. We didn't know sure. that was gonna happen. So, what what really uh, feed off Hogan is he was in his bare feet because he'd already showered. Now he's got to grease back up and do these promo (laughs) pictures. And Vince comes over and says, uh, Oh, Terry, uh, would you mind standing on this box? So you're taller than Sarge. Oh my God. (laughs) I thought, I thought world war three was going to start. And those pictures, if you ever see a picture of Hogan and I with a purple belt and i I'm, yep. I'm got the helmet on and I'm staring at him, he is pissed. <laughs> I mean, he's so mad. He's spitting all over me. That's the real deal. I'm telling you for sure. He was so mad. And and so, of course, things go on, things go on. Macho Man comes back to work and I get into the program with Hogan and now uh, la-da-da-da-da-da. We go to SummerSlam, uh, match made in heaven, match made in hell. Getting ready to have the match. Here comes Vince. Starts. I need to talk to you. Takes me in the, into the shower room. Uh, Warrior wants uh, $500,000 cash for not wrestling today, tonight. I said, what? He said, yeah, he wants $550,000 cash, or he's not wrestling. He's holding me up. I said, what are you going to do? He said, well, I'm going to pay him. But then he's fired. And we were talking about it. Here comes Hogan, runs into the locker room, into the shower room. What? And he's like all ballistic. And he tells that tired cheek and uh, ad to come into the locker or the shower room of a sort. Talking about it, talking about it. He says, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> He's like a, a general. And he goes, you and I will be in the ring, and uh, I'll, I'll tag the warrior, okay? And uh, you do something, and you throw him out on the floor. And when you do, I'm going to come in and grab you, and we're going to go to the corner. And Sheiky, baby, I want you to jump down and break his leg. <laughs> and this goes, what? He said, I want him to break Warrior's leg. And and she's going, okay, Baba, okay, Baba." (laughs) And and Vince goes, no, 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 no. Don't do anything like that. I don't need a lawsuit on top of it. You know, (laughs) just go out and have your match. So we had the match, and uh, uh, Sid Justice was the guest referee, he gave me the fastest count in wrestling history. I'm telling you, because he wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> he was afraid that somebody's going to be shooting, and and so uh, you know, I I I had a, a rough a little time with the warrior, and we all had a little rough time with the warrior. But uh, you know, we, we kind of just made up at the end. One time we had a, a he was so stiff and hard to, to handle. We had our final cage match in uh, Orlando, Florida. And I stopped at a uh, little market. And in the match, we're having this match, and he hits me with a clothesline. And all of a sudden, this damn potato comes flying out and is rolling all over the rink. And he stops in his tracks, and he looks down at that, that potato. And he goes over and he picks it up, and he's looking at it like he's talking to it. Now there's he looks up. There's a cage on top of the cage. So how did that damn potato get in that ring? So he finally puts two and two together and know that I took it out of my tights and threw it into the ring <laughs> when he hit me with that to. So he the first time I ever saw him laugh. First time yeah. I ever saw him laugh. So I, when he got his uh, Hall of Fame and he was uh, doing a promo, I walked by and. uh, and uh, i kind of waved at him and he goes hey slaughter hey slaughter come over here so i so i had something for you and i reached into a bag and i gave him another potato and he started going crazy I was doing a promo about that potato anyway that that's kind of a, a short version of uh what happened how i got back how i became the iraqi sympathizer i, I could talk all I could talk till next Wednesday uh, about just the Iraqi sympathizer, the things that we did. You know, I'd say, Saddam's birthday, I would go, I bought a cake and I I would get in the ring and I'd say, today is Saddam's Saddam's birthday. Would you all please stand up and help me sing happy birthday to Saddam? (laughs) And the people hate, you know, so then I would time it so that, I think it was uh, Rick Root. He, he was wrestling me. And his music would play, and he would, of course, beat me up and take the, the cake and shove it in my face mm-hmm. and, and uh, do things like that. And, and we would do a, a, I always have a piece of paper. I whip it out, and I tell the ring announcer to make this announcement. He'd say, oh, I'm not doing that. I said, you better do it, or..." Put you in the cobra clutch. okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan have asked me to read this, and it's not my—I—I I don't want to read it, but he's forcing me to do it. So, okay, Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan I want you to know that today is Veterans Day in Iraq, and they would like you to all stand up and give ten seconds of silence for the brave mm. Iraqi soldiers who died in the overtake of Kuwait. Well, those people wanted to kill it. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of thing that we did. And that, that was the fun of it. That was the ad lib. That was, you know, I I created Sergeant Slaughter. Roddy Piper created Roddy Piper. Jimmy Snooker created Jimmy Snuka. Uh, Bret Hart created Bret Hart. We created our characters so we knew our characters. We didn't hmm. have to have scripts. But the reason scripts came in, I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but CM Punk is the reason that this script started. Because he was on live television, Raw is War, and started doing the F-bomb. And Vince went, cut him off, get him out of there. And Punk wasn't happy about things, what was going on in his career and with the WWF and WWE. And so from that point on, the next uh, morning, Uh, actually that night he had a big meeting with all of us production people that uh, no more ad-libbing. Everything will be scripted. I'm going to lose my stations. I'm going to lose my sponsors. I'm not going to let that happen. I work too hard, put too much money. And this is not only for my protection but everybody that works for this company. So that's where the scripting started. And now today, you have writers that have never been in a wrestling ring. So how can they possibly write something for a character like Sergeant Slaughter or Bret Hart, uh, Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper? Uh, it, it's completely impossible because they didn't create the character. What they do now is they create a character. They put somebody in there, and a month later, they're gone. You don't see him anymore because the character didn't work because the guy didn't know how to do it. It wasn't something
0: he created. I, I'm sorry. i, I got to quit uh, babbling and babbling here. No, th- we could I'll listen to you all day. Much. I know we're running short on time, Sergeant Slaughter, so we'd like to go to one last caller. If you can hang with us for one more one, caller. One
2: quick thing, i got to tell you. One quick yeah. thing came to my head.
0: I'm in catering
2: one day with, uh, with a bunch of guys, and here comes Vince, sits down. That's when he used to, you know, be a, one of the boys and we're sitting there we're talking about something that happened you know uh, in the business with us and, and uh, Vince looks at me he goes you know Sarge you should write a book someday I said Vince you would have to be in the encyclopedia you'd have to have volumes and he started laughing and he goes that's a hell of an idea six months later WWE encyclopedia comes out <laughs> And I mean, (laughs) you know how much I got out of that? Zero. Zero. (laughs) But I I do really need to to find some time to to write a book. But as I said, it's going to have to be in volumes because just just the Iraqi sympathizer is a book in itself. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. okay, Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, this is this is absolutely fascinating. I could literally listen to you all day, but I want to be respectful of your time. We have lots of callers waiting on hold. We won't be able to get to them all, but uh, just to show that Sergeant Slaughter is international. Our next caller is from north of the border. It's Adam from Canada. Adam, welcome to the program today, sir. You are live with Sergeant Slaughter. How are you guys doing? This is fantastic. Great. We're doing How great, are you, brother. Adam?
2: We're doing we're good. doing good, sir. I can't wait to get we're back doing up good. To, uh, the northern uh, United States. <laughs>
6: That's right. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm coming with a very well. I'm coming with a very specific request for you, if you could do me a favor. So yeah. I'm getting all ready for Joe Fest in uh, in June. Oh, yeah,
2: Joe Fest.
6: Yeah, and we're going to come down there and. Uh, we're going to meet you, and we're going to meet uh, Kelly and my good friend, Zazel. You know, we're all going to come down there and hang out. Yeah. Great. But here's Great. the thing. Here's the thing. I went yesterday to the passport office, and the passport offices in Canada are on strike.
0: Oh, oh no. Uh-oh. Yeah.
6: So no. I'm like, what do we do? I, I'm, I'm, I'm all excited. I bought, a, I bought a new truck, and I put G.I. Joe decals on the side of it, and I'm going to get you to sign the oh, truck. Yeah. But I'm from I need you to do me a favor and call I Canada. Helps? I need you to call Canada and say, "Hey, get back to work." Yeah. Right. Well, because you got that kind
2: of Maybe I call. Do some type of uh Maybe I can load up the triple T tank and sneak through
6: the borders and grab you, and we'll sneak back out. <laughs> see, that was- I got. I got more. I got Sergeant Slaughter cookies here for you. I got another round of cookies for you. We got to get them to you there somehow. You go. Are you the one that made right? the last one? Oh. Yeah, man, those are unbelievable.
2: You got yeah, to so, take pictures of those and put them on online because I can't I didn't want to eat them.
3: <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs>
2: eat them. They're too pretty. They're too nice. I mean they're, they're uh Tommy, they he made these he makes these cookies that that uh are images of Sergeant Slaughter. And they uh they're they're just unbelievable. They're just like uh Something I'd never seen before.
3: So I know, I'm just so
2: sorry. I hope you're. I hope they lift that band so you can get there. On it's June ninth, tenth, and eleventh in uh, Augusta, Georgia, as you probably know, Joe. Pett. And we and we're going to have breakfast with Sarge on. on uh, I believe yeah. it's Saturday one, and that is a great it's... time in itself. The breakfast with Sarge.
6: Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping we're 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 praying that they get the, the dispute figured out in time. Um, but I have, I, I, so it's not me that makes the you cookies. Know, it's my friend who makes them. I commissioned her to make the cookies yeah, for me. Um, yeah, yeah. but I have, oh. I have, uh, an order of Sarge cookies and an order of horse cookies to give to Kelly so she can get off your back about oh, the horse situation.
2: She's going to love that. <laughs> you know, she's doing so well in that Spartan, uh, competition. He, uh, you know, she lost 150 pounds. Uh, it's
4: Incredible. It's incredible.
2: It's, uh, it's like two different people. I mean, when you see a picture before and after, it looks like two different people. And I just can't tell you how proud I am of how hard she works. Uh, not only she's got uh, two children to to take care of, and she's a housewife, and a, and uh, she has a job also, and she still trains, finds time to train. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Adam, it's some reason you can't get there you just uh, let me know what I can do to send something to you or uh, oh. if I ever get up if I ever get up into the Canada we get calls uh, daily for people wanting us to do uh, appearances in
3: in Canada
2: we just are so booked up we can't work it out but we'll take we'll take care of you I, I hope all right well know that, uh, I really hope that, you that we're, we're excited available. to come
6: down there and, and see you and I'm I'm Moving confidently that they're going to figure it out in time, and if not, we'll figure that out. But I'm looking forward to meeting you, my friend.
2: I'm going to say, call, uh, I'm gonna have to call. I'm going to have to call the president there and uh, speak to him. Yeah, just guess, call Justin just on your
0: behalf.
6: Yeah, I'll say, say, just call Justin. And say, and say this is Sergeant Slaughter. Get Adam's yeah. passport. Say, say right. Adam.
0: Right. Adam, I yeah, am. I am just order. sitting back here, and I'm very interested. You're from Canada. How big was GI yeah. Joe? In Canada, is that is that so a cartoon was, you guys grew up watching? Huge, huge. huge. So you
2: know. So, huge in was Canada. So the funny huge. part. We were, talk, we were talking about this the other day on another uh, show about going to Canada, and I was wrestling uh, the Iron Sheik back then, and people were bringing the American flags to the Canadian matches and yelling "USA, USA." Huh. How crazy is that? I mean, if they had so- their Canadian flag also. But sure. they're all yeah. units USA USA. I mean it, it was uh unbelievable how big that was, and, and uh as I said earlier, Vince McMahon said it was something he'd never seen before and how much bigger he said uh if you hadn't left and God the GI joke, Hogan would have been, you know, a uh opening match. <laughs> <laughs> so so that G.I. Joe was not so mine. big here. Those are his words, not mine. But yeah. uh but that's how that's how big and over uh Sergeant slaughter was. But when
6: G.I. Joe came along,
2: oh my god, hmm. whole different world. Whole uh, different world.
6: Yeah. You know, I it was, it doing, was so uh, big here that every G.I. Joe vehicle came with a second set of stickers with Canadian flags on them. No way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah so my my T T T say, has a Canadian flag on it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I signed Triple T get they have the Canadian flag on. That's very cool. And I also know that. Japan. Japan was huge, huh. big over in Japan. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm uh, over in Japan, and I thought, well, I'm just gonna go do some, you know, window shopping and stuff. And I go into this department store, and I go up on the, like the third or fourth floor, and it's all toys. Mm-hmm. And I find a section, and it's G.I. Joe. And it's all me, the Triple Hmm. G tank and Sergeant Slaughter action figures. And there's two little boys standing there looking at them. And I tapped one on the shoulder, and he turned around, and he looked at me. And he turned around and looked at the, (laughs) the toys and the action figures. And then he turned back and looked at me, and he pointed to his friend, and he pointed at me, and they both screamed and ran. And and so they pretty soon here they came and they're bringing their mother and they're speaking Hmm. in Japanese. I don't know what they're saying, and but they're making motions like big guys, you know, big tall, (laughs) you know, and try to make uh, motions of my mustache and and my jaw. And I hid behind a pillar. And so they they come (laughs) over and they're talking, you know, Japanese, and they're telling their mother. He was here. He was, there. And, and she's going. No, no, you're crazy. You know, and then she leaves. So they're they, they're talking to each other. I, I'm sure they were saying, "We really saw. Him. We really did. We really did." <laughs> and, and so, I waited a little bit for the mother to get out of the way, and I over and I tapped him on the shoulder uh, again, and he wouldn't turn around. He just like froze and <laughs> started yelling for his mother. <laughs> so when that she came running, I did I and she she was oh my god oh my <laughs> oh whatever she was saying, but uh, but the the big thing was the UK you know the UK the GI Joe was so huge, but because Slaughter was uh, a name that they thought was too mean or vicious or mm-hmm. uh, whatever they didn't call me Slaughter they called me Slammer Sergeant Slammer mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I went over to do a tour over there, and I'm watching the G.I. Joe cartoon with me in it, and all of a sudden my voice gets dubbed for some other uh, word. And I'm like, what hmm. the heck's going on? And then I agree, like, they don't call me Sergeant Slug. They tell me, hey, Sergeant Slammer, You know, <laughs> want Sergeant Slammer, yeah. what the heck? So, anyway, uh, long story, a... uh, story short, Action Force, uh, was the name of uh, actually the G.I. Joe over there because they wouldn't say Yo-Joe or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. They'd go uh, full force. Instead mm. Yo-Joe, they go full force. So a, a, a guy called me uh, about two, three years ago and said uh, that the license lapsed for the UK uh, G.I. Joe, would, are you able to do it? Can you license? Can you do that? And I said, yeah. So he said, well, I'm going to buy the rights. So we went to town and did the uh, action force. And, man, did that go over. Wow. And he, he made 500 uh, Sergeant Slammers. He only made 500. And uh, we have them at, uh, at the show. You. If you can make hmm. it to uh, Augusta, you'll see them. We'll have, we'll have them there. But they only made 500 of them. What a collector item. But you know what's hard? is the sign Slammers. I every time I <laughs> sideline put Sergeant Slaughtered, I have to wipe it off and put Sla and Slammer on it. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Gosh, I hope you can make it. I would love for you to to be there and, and uh thank you and, and give you a cobra clutch for the cookies. I know Kelly would would love to meet you. Well, Sarge, thank you so much for
1: taking the time. I know, I know I know that you're on with us for over an hour. We really, really, really appreciate all your time, and we're really looking forward to having you again. It's next Saturday, May the 6th at the Mendon Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey, 80s Wrestling Con. Doors open 11 a.m. The matches start at 5 p.m. Brett the Hitman Hart and Sergeant Slaughter will both be headlining this
2: huge gathering
1: in celebration of 80s wrestling. Sarge, thank you so very much for the time, and we're really looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for having me on.
2: Thanks for having me on it. And uh, everybody that's uh, on hold or couldn't get through, I'll be there on the 6th from uh, 11 to 3, and if you want to ask me your question while you're waiting for your photo to get signed or uh, if you're waiting in line to get a Cobra Clutch. You know, I started the Cobra Clutch Club (laughs) a year ago. And uh, a lot of lot of uh, members, and so uh, it's a great photo. Uh, don't be afraid of it. I'm not going to put it on like it did the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> uh, or Hulk Hogan. I'm just gonna, uh, give you a nice photo. It's a great, great uh, thing to have, and and also you become a member of the Sergeant Slaughter Cobra Clutch Club, and all of you ladies got to join the Sergeant Slaughter Hug Club. So come on by. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to seeing hey, Sarge, everybody on the stick
1: You too, Sarge. One last thing: can you can you can you call Jumpin' Jay a maggot for me, please? <laughs>
2: hey, Jumpin' Jay, you're a yep. maggot, and that's an order. That's
0: I fantastic, so sir. Pleasant. Thank you so much. All right, Sarge, thank you all so you, much. We'll see you next all Saturday. All you
2: people in Morristown, and and the, those that are listening that are coming to uh, to the Men in Sports Arena. And, on May uh sixth on Saturday. Don't make me come looking for you. You better show. All right. <laughs> Thank That's you so wonderful. much, Charles. Have a great Thank day. You, sir. Thank you. Enjoyed it. You're
0: dismissed. <laughs> that is fantastic. You have WWE
1: Tommy. Hall of Famer Sons. Man, jumping Jay, what an episode today of eighties wrestling the podcast. I'm that I'm for an hour and fifteen minutes. Listen, I'm with you, man. I could literally stay on and listen to him tell us yes. all day long. One of 100%. the greatest, one of the greatest to ever do it. One of the most recognizable faces and names in the history of not only professional wrestling, Jay, but pop culture. During that time period, he was as, as big as you can get. And I'm very very excited that he will now be a part of '80s Wrestling Con next Saturday at the Menin Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Now, I have an update, Jumpin' Jay. I, I was just going through all the orders and, the, and, and, and just so much stuff that needs to be done. I wish I had another three weeks uh, to the convention, but um, I, was, I, was, I did all the adding up of all the different states and countries that have already purchased tickets for this event, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to say that. 42 states, Jumpin' Jay have purchased tickets so far for 80s Wrestling Con in 10 countries. 42 states and 10 countries have already purchased tickets oh, for 80s mo. Wrestling Con next Saturday. So I am super, super excited and proud uh, to announce that. And with the addition of Sons Voter now, it's, it's really a spectacular. Also appearing will be, like we said, Brett the Hitman Hart, you're gonna have the original Midnight Express, Papa Shango, Paul Roma, Skinner, The Powers of Pain, Craig the George, Doctor D, David Schultz, Bushwhacker Luke, Demolition, Ax and Smash, Dory Funk Jr., Cowboy Bob, and The Beverly Brothers, Brooklyn Brawler, Harvey Whippleman, A.K.A. Downtown Bruno, The Killer Bees, Leilani Kai. Manny Fernandez, Nikita Koloff, Mr. Hughes, Jameson, Magnum TA, Tommy Rich, Tony Atlas, Mike McGurk, Marty Jannetty, Wendy Richter, Gerald Briscoe,
2: Typhoon,
1: and that's just the convention. And we have a live 80s Wrestling Con, ISPW Rock and Wrestling Extravaganza immediately following 80s Wrestling Con at 5 p.m. An early start, so anyone that's there, stick around for the show. Tremendous lineup. You can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now and check it out. Uh, the main event will be for the ISPW Heavyweight title. Bull James put the title on the line against Rick Recon. Special referee, former ISPW five-time champion Ace Darling, outside the ring enforcer, New York Giants Super Bowl champion Jay Alfred with Maven. And Dave a handcuffed to each other. This is promises to be an explosive title match next Saturday. But tons of big names will also be appearing on this show, Wrestling Jump and Jay, including the Warlord and the Barbarian. The Powers of Pain will reunite and get in the ring with the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, and the Now. The ISW Tag Team Titles will be on the line in that match. How cool is it? that the powers of pain and the headbangers are both challenging for the ISPW tag team titles next Saturday in Morristown, New Jersey. Also former WWE star Fandango, AKA dirty dango right now. He will be going one-on-one with Eugene Nick Dinsmore. We have so much action, so much excitement. Head over to 80s WrestlingCon.com Now for the show tickets are available. Now, this will be our last episode, by the way, before 80s Wrestling Con, because next Thursday, if you live anywhere in the New Jersey area, we are having a luncheon at the Wrestling Collector for any 80s wrestling, the podcast listeners and fans. About 12 o'clock, we're going to start it up, so anyone in the area, next Thursday, 12 noon at the wrestling collector in Stockholm, New Jersey, Route Twenty Three, an eighties wrestling con luncheon. And I'm gonna announce right now, it will be me against Jumpin' Jay in WWF WrestleFest at the store <laughs> next Thursday. And I am gonna
0: whip some ass. <laughs> we'll see about that, Tommy. You've been yeah. you've been playing. You've oh, been training. But, words. I've been I've been doing some push-ups over here on this end in Minnesota, so it may have no, been a while probably. since he's, I've been he's... on the old uh, WrestleFest arcade machine, <laughs> but don't count me out just yet.
1: <laughs> Anyone out there that uh, is trying to get in contact with us via DM or email, please be patient uh, over the next week or so, as literally the orders are coming like crazy. I, between the convention and then the show at night, and then it was a great idea, Jay. I booked six ISW shows in May besides the convention. So I'm literally on the go all day, every day. And, Jay, by the way, check out my Facebook page. I know that you sneak on your wife's account. Uh, we toured schools this week, me and Vicious Vicky, and uh, on, on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And if you go on my personal Facebook page, Tommy Fierro, you will see a bunch of videos and photos from that. We spoke to about 5,000 students in a matter of two days. And like I said, some really cool pictures and videos up on my Facebook page. I'm going to try and get some on the ISW page actually later today as well. But Jumpin' J, I am very excited. I am very amped up. I am very hyped up. 80s Wrestling Cot is here, nine days away, like you said. Next Saturday, once again, at the Mendon Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. Doors open 11, Mad to start at 5. Jumpin' Jay, you will be hosting uh, Pro Wrestling Jeopardy with uh, three of our listeners here. It's going to be Family Feud. There's going to be all sorts of different cool things to do throughout the day. Uh, Bill After is going to be hosting Karaoke, which I'm really excited for. Uh, so again, head over to dot com and come join us. And let's all celebrate the greatest time period in the history of professional wrestling, 80s wrestling. That's why we we'll listen to this podcast. That's why me and Jay do this podcast. So again, next Saturday, we hope to see you. Hope everyone out there has a great weekend. Jumping Jay. We have a show tomorrow, ISPW, in Avenel, New Jersey, First Presbyterian Church Hall, the main event will be a steel cage TLC match first time ever. Crowbar one-on-one with Rick Recon. You saw the first match. You can only imagine what's going to happen in the second match. A lot of of moving pieces and parts. I'm going crazy. I'm banging my head up against the wall right now. I don't know (laughs) where to start, but I got to start somewhere. So I'm going to start by saying everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you, hopefully, if you live in the New Jersey area, next Thursday here at the Wrestling Collector and next Saturday. 80s wrestling con until next week have a great weekend enjoy